0: Okay, so first week in the beginning, right? We talked about uh, in the, be- in, the be- in the beginning, <laughs> was it in the beginning? But beginning. I can't even say the wrong thing now. In the beginning, okay. Anyway, um, yeah, we talked about the the kind of the five truths that we want to keep going back to, right? That human beings are made in image of God. God made us male and female. Sex is powerful. Sex is sacred. And therefore, conversely, outside the boundary of marriage, it is, sex is harmful and destructive, right? Love is not just a feeling. Talk a bit about that today. Uh, and marriage is a covenant, not a contract, okay? Then the second week, if you remember, we talked about pursuing sexual purity, right? Because your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, okay? So therefore, I strongly encourage you to come for the workshop. Purity is possible, right? 5th of October, okay? Um, third week, we talked about singleness. Can you help me move the mouse? Yeah, okay. Okay, we talked about singleness, right? How singleness is a gift. Singleness has advantages. Um, but, but we also recognize that singleness is hard. But we say singleness is not permanent for every believer in Jesus Christ. Okay? And so I encourage you to be... Why does this not work? Is it me or is it you, Joan? Uh, can, can you put the mouse, like, on the... Why oh, is this not working? Thank you, everybody, for running to rescue. <laughs> okay. Uh, I encourage you to be single and secure, okay? Uh, that even though you're single, you're not alone, and you can slay your singleness, okay? Um, by the way, I would like to say that if you missed any uh, sermon in the series... I urge you and I encourage you to go and listen to them uh, on our church website. Okay, uh, ask me for the password as you CGL. Um, not because I think uh, like you know it was a great preacher, but because I think it will really help to get the whole picture. Okay, I think that these issues are not simplistic issues that can be broken down into a simple summary, all right, or uh, into a few like a few points or a few rules. I think it will really help you. And especially if you missed the singleness sermon, I would strongly encourage you to listen to it, okay? Um, You know, it's not very long. (laughs) I'm just kidding, it's really long, okay? But uh, you can listen to it on, I don't know, double the speed or something. (laughs) No, you can't, I speak very fast. Okay, last week um, in in our cell groups, we looked at uh, Proverbs, right? And really it was um, a call to be wise in terms of your relationships uh, in terms of guarding your heart, guarding your purity, okay? And today, next slide, we're going to talk about dating. Yeah, I knew you will be excited, okay? Okay, actually, you know, this is, this is the hardest sermon um, to prepare for. Actually, I didn't take very long, but it, it was, it, let, let me explain. It is hardest because, thank you. There isn't, like, one single passage that we can study, right? Because the Bible doesn't say anything about dating, okay? Um, Mainly because in those days, people didn't date. They just had arranged marriages. Or they just married out of very practical considerations, okay? Like, if you think about uh, Isaac and Rebecca, right? You send a servant to find a wife. Uh, Boaz and Ruth. Whoa, really strange story, right? Just, like, fly at the feet, what? Um... You know, in the Bible, right? Uh, actually, the only guy who probably married for love... Do you know who it is? Wow, who said that? Wow, very good. Five points, Joseph. Uh, it, it was Jacob. Okay, he was probably the only guy who married for love. If by love, you mean that the girl was lovely and beautiful in form. That basically, she was hot, right? That's why he, he fell in love with her. Okay? And then he worked for 14 years to, to, to get her, right? But... But, but you know, this guy who married for love, right? Wow, I mean, have you read the story? Like this, like, childbirth competition and, and like, all this crazy stuff, right? So so there's actually, there's, there's no anchor passage in the Bible that we can kind of look at. But today, uh, we're going to consider various things that the Word of God says and various biblical principles and see how we can apply them. Is that okay? Now, um... I I find I find that after every dating sermon or dating talk or whatever, somebody disagrees with something. Okay, um, mainly it is because the Bible doesn't talk about it, right? So so actually, many people have different takes, different opinions. Um, but but I want to urge you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. Okay, so allow allow God to speak to you. Um, maybe you 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 might at first glance you know or at first listen, not, not agree with some of the things I said, but would you allow God to just speak to you, okay? Um, my opinions are not the word of God, but I believe that this is what God wants to say to us today, okay? Okay, shall we, shall we pray? Let's pray before we begin, okay? Just quieten our hearts and allow God to speak to us today, um, and, and let's just come with the attitude saying, God, I want to hear from you today, and I will listen what you have to say. Father, we come before you, we worship you, we adore you, we say we love you. You are our King, you are our Lord, you are our God. And we say that God, your word is a lamp for our feet, your word is a light for our path. And, and we thank you for the word of God. We thank you that Holy Spirit, you guide us in every area of our life, um, in in, in our relationships in our sexuality, in our thoughts, our perspectives, on, on everything, on dating, on life. Um, so God, we ask that you would speak to us today. And Holy Spirit, we pray that you will convict us of how you want us to live our lives in order to glorify you and magnify you and please you. We pray, Spirit of truth, would you guide us into all truth. God, today would you open, open our hearts, open our ears to hear from you, open our eyes to see you, And give us the courage and the strength to obey what you have to say. So we pray, come Holy Spirit, and have your way in our lives here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, do you all know this guy? Do you know this guy? Do you know Chris Brown? Okay, so this guy's called Chris Brown, okay? And uh, he has this uh, documentary on on Netflix that I watched uh, bits of. And, you know, quite a few people in the music industry, um, they all agree that Chris Brown is really talented. Um, at some point, people were saying, like, he's the next Michael Jackson and all that, all that kind of stuff. Wait, do you don't know who Michael Jackson is? Okay, you know, he's, he's supposedly one of the best-selling artists of all time, like, in the same league as Beyonce and Adele. According to Wikipedia, okay? Now, I, I'm actually not familiar with his music. Um, it's not really my genre. Uh, but what I know about him, why you laugh <laughs> What I know about him, actually the key thing I know about him, is that he used to date Rihanna. Okay? He used to date Rihanna, and there was a big scandal about 10 years ago where he was arrested because he beat her up really badly. Okay? Yes, yes, beat her up. And you know, in the documentary, he said uh, actually she was fighting him. Like I can't imagine that. Um, and like she was like hitting him and kicking him, and, and then he punched her. Okay, and then it just all went downhill from there because like obviously the obviously the girl is the one who <laughs> gets bettered more, right? And um and the photos were released, and it's a huge deal, obviously, right? He's he's arrested. Um, Several like advertisements he was in, uh, they were suspended. Radio stations stopped playing his music. Um, he had to withdraw from public appearances like the Grammys. And um, at some point, he couldn't even get a visa to go into the UK simply because of this incident, okay? And I was watching a bit of that documentary on his life, and he talked about how that night, his whole life changed. His entire life changed because of this night. From being like on top, you know, he was like number one songs, or whatever, um, to be- becoming like public enemy number one. I mean, obviously, like, beat up a girl, right? Beat up your you know? And, and, you know, actually, if you, if you watch his documentary, he was talking about how it, it actually wasn't just one bad night. He spoke about how even before that, their relationship had become very uh, violent because of like jealousy and, and all that kind of stuff. And they would always get into physical fights. Um... So basically I, I guess it was what you would call A toxic relationship And, and uh, Rihanna later said She said this, Okay, she said We just fell in love really fast And the more in love we became The more dangerous we became for each other I mean I'm not really sure what that means Because that's not how love Is supposed to work Right, that, that's not how love Is supposed to work And Now why am I telling you this Okay, First of all Girls, your boyfriend ever hits you, leave. It's like, it's just so, yeah, sue him, whatever, straightforward, okay? Secondly, secondly, I think that this is an example, even if it's a very extreme example, um, of how a bad dating relationship can change the whole course of your life, right? Uh, one, like, one toxic relationship, can change the whole course of your life. I mean, he was slated to, like, be whatever. Like, some of you, you don't even know who he is now, right? It can change your whole life. You know, you know in, um, in the second week, we talked about how sexual sin can really derail you, right? And keep you from the purposes of God, from his destiny upon your life. You know what? A bad relationship can do the same. It can really affect you. And I personally know many people, okay, who have turned away from the faith um, or, or they, they really struggle in their spiritual life or, or they just go through, like, intense pain and, and bitterness and, and anger and, and all that because of a bad dating relationship. And I don't want you all to go through that, okay? Now, of course, God can redeem every bad situation. Right? God can redeem uh, every bad experience. But, if you can avoid it, then avoid la. Right? Okay, so, so, you know, I, I, I try to, I, I, you know, my goal is to speak positively about, like, relationships and sex and marriage and dating. And not to be like, oh, don't do this, don't do that, right? Um, you know, I want to paint for you a picture of how all these things can be good and glorifying To God, right? But if at some point, I sound like I'm like warning you, you know, I sound like I'm like a mom saying, hey, boy, be careful, you know, girl, be careful, right? I want to tell you that it's coming from a place of having seen many people get hurt, and many people um, struggle deeply because of relationships that didn't work out, right? You know, I want to be happy for people, and I want to be happy for you when you tell me hey pastor, I'm dating someone, right? I want to be able, like I've had people tell me that and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm so happy, yeah, right? Okay, like I've had, yeah, sometimes people tell me that because they're in the right season of life. You know, they both love Jesus, right? They, are, they, they both like thought through it, they prayed through it, it's, it's serious and all that. I, I want to do that. But sometimes people tell me they're attached and I'm sorry I cannot in good faith ask your pastor say oh my gosh yay because my first thought is i really hope no one gets hurt like on, i mean just i'm just being honest with you okay sometimes that is my first thought i really hope no one gets hurt because you're so young because one party doesn't know jesus or is not walking right with god or because the circumstances you're getting attached under are like questionable or because like your whole approach was wrong or whatever Right? I, I want to be happy for you when you tell me that you're dating, but sometimes I, I can't. And so I hope you hear my heart as we talk about dating today. All right, My heart is really that all of you grow to know and love and serve Jesus more and more, and that you will live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Because I really believe that God loves you so much and God has destiny and purpose in your lives. I believe that about every single one of you sitting in this room. This is why I have made this my full-time job. Because I believe that about your lives. But what makes me sad is that sometimes people are unnecessarily hindered or hurt or they, they backslide in their walk with God or they struggle or they just stopped running the race because of some bad decisions, because of a bad dating relationship. Alright, so I hope you understand that, that That is my heart as I talk to you today. You know, last year, we talked about Samson. Do you remember this slide? Right, Samson, Samson was a Nazarite. Okay, he was set apart for God. He was destined to do great things for the Lord. And then, he met Delilah. And, and, you know, he was the strongest man in the world, right? So so much was given to him, but he ended up imprisoned, blind, and dead. Right? You think about King David. Man after God's heart, right? He conquered the the lion, or or just now we saw Sean, right? You know, conquered the bears and the lions and, and the giants, right? King David, anointed worship leader, songwriter, right? I mean, like, the whole book of Psalms, right? Mighty warrior, he was winning battles in the name of the Lord. He was a great king of Israel, right, respected, everybody loved him and, and all that. And then, he saw Bathsheba, right? Now, I, I, know, I know that he repented um, after the whole Bathsheba thing and all that. But you know, if you read the Bible after Bathsheba, he was never the same. He was never the same. We, we kind of, we stopped reading of his, his favor. We stopped reading about his intimacy with the Lord. Um, it's just something, something changed. Now, I obviously didn't date Bathsheba, right? But my point is that your dating relationship can really affect your walk with God. It can really affect your, your emotions, your, 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 your potential. Your, it can really affect you badly, right? It can, be, it can be painful. It can be damaging, which is why last week we tried to talk about this, right? And this is really what I want to say to you all today. Okay, please guard your heart be careful don't jump into a relationship don't be like ah whatever right. like just think carefully pray fervently before you enter a dating relationship right the bible says above all else above all else guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life so i hope you i hope you understand my heart okay i hope you understand where i'm coming from um, I hope you don't think, like, I'm some naggy mother, even though I am. Or, like, I, I, don't, I, I hope you don't think, like, I'm trying to, like, stop you from having fun or, like, set up a lot of rules or, or whatever. Um, I hope you, you hear my heart today, okay? Okay, now, I, you all might know that I'm not the most technologically savvy person, but let's try something fun today. I mean, I like fun, right? I'm a fun person. Uh, so, let's try this. Uh, Mentimeter. Calm down, there's only two questions. Can we we click present? Ah, yeah, okay. Okay, so you go to the website and then you use that code and then you answer the question, Okay. Okay, so this is the first question again. Okay? Do you think it's wrong for Christians to use dating apps? Okay, you go to their website and then use the code 97245, whatever, okay? Okay, can, can we click like show results or something like that? Yeah, yeah, no, don't worry, it's live, I I believe. (laughs) Oh, oh, so exciting. (laughs) Okay? Are we all done? Is there a, like, cl- close the thing or something? Okay, okay, okay. So, so let's, let's look at it. Let's look at it. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so most people think that it's fine to use dating apps. And uh, tw- about 20, 22% think that it's wrong. Um, the other 22 says, yeah, maybe okay if you can't really find someone. Wow, 60, wow, okay. Any more? Okay, so about 60% say it's fine, right? And then, and then 2020. Okay. Uh, next question, I think. Click the next slide, I believe. Okay. This is the open-ended one, okay? So just type in your answer. What is the right age to start dating? Hey, answer seriously, yeah? put in some troll answer, okay. Five, like who is who is that wrote five just when it's right, profound. When my parents allow me to <laughs> my daughters are never dating, by the way. Kindergarten, okay. Some very very liberal people here. We're ready. Seventeen plus, spiritually in the right place. Quite old, but not too old. <laughs> huh. Avenger music huh? when you are ready two zero one nine. it's like this is your year <laughs> 45 that's wrong huh? by the way that's the wrong answer <laughs> maybe 17 plus okay okay so so let's grow like most people are like 16 to 19 is it okay all right uh Odell Beckham Jr. What? Okay, okay, all right. Okay, that concludes the fun section of this. <laughs> okay, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, we'll talk about what's the right age to date. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about about dating apps. Um, but you know, you know, uh, I used to be a teacher, right? And I used to teach in a school where uh, dating is against the rules. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to teach in a school where uh, You know, if, if you are found to have a boyfriend you, You're considered uh, You you broke the rule Like if you're a prefect or a counsellor You'll be stripped of your title And, uh, yeah Yeah, I'm serious Okay, okay, calm down Just be thankful that your school is not like Okay um, I I've actually also heard uh, Of youth ministries That have such rules Okay, like your I I don't know no not loud Jen okay yeah so I'm just gonna say that I I I don't I have no intention of setting uh, such rules for our ministry because I I I always think that rules actually encourage people to break them or find loopholes in them yeah like I I'm the kind of person where if, if you tell me this is the line right I will try to go as close to the line as possible and say I didn't cross the line <laughs> okay um, yeah so. You know, I I think I've said before, right? If you're only asking, is this allowed?" kind of questions? Or like, is this a sin? Then, Then you're asking the wrong questions. Okay? Like, is it a sin to date at 12 years old? Well, what do you think? Is it a sin? The Bible doesn't say it's a sin. Right? In fact, if you think about it, maybe some of the people who got married in those days, they married really young, you know? Um, so, no, it's not a sin But is it wise? Right? Is, does it help you to grow in holiness? Right? It's it's like that question, right? So, is it wrong to use dating apps? Okay? Um, so, mo- I guess most of you think it's, it's fine, right? But I think, actually, it's a trick question Because the answer is It's the wrong question <laughs> It's, you know, is it wrong? Is the wrong question The right kind of questions would be does it help you love God better? Does it help you serve God better? Is it glorifying? Um, does it affect your Christian witness? Right? By the way, my personal view on dating apps is that actually there's, there's nothing actually wrong with them. I understand there are even Christian Christian dating apps or services, or right? Um, but I do feel that when it works like Tinder which is like swipe left or right, I, I don't know, right, it, you know, the swiping, swiper, no swiping, <laughs> right, I do, <laughs> I do, <feel laughs> sorry, that's my <laughs> train of thought, uh, I, I, I do feel that if, if, the, if the dating app works like Tinder, it, it turns relationships into something like online shopping, you know, this one, the one, not this one. Or oh, maybe. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if all apps work in that way. Um, but, 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 you know, we, we talked about how things like porn, uh, divorce, often show a consumer approach to relationships. Right? And, and I don't think that's the, the biblical view. Okay? So, I think it depends. Right? Um, but today, what I want to talk about is what are better questions to ask? Okay? When you think about dating... Um, I want to share with you five questions or five things that you can ask yourself, okay, before you start dating, okay? Now, if you are already dating, and all the more, you should ask yourself these questions and evaluate the relationship, okay? Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, the, the key thing, Okay, the key thing we need to consider is why we date. Why do we date, okay? So, here's the, here's the first question. Ask yourself, am I dating to find validation? Do you know what validation means? I already tried to, to, to find an easier word, but I think the validation sums it up, okay? Validation is basically recognition and affirmation that you are valid. That, that, that means you are, you are important, you are worthy, you know, your, your existence is worthwhile, right? That is a recognition and affirmation of that, that's validation, right? And actually, we talked a little bit about this in our singleness sermon, uh, if you remember, okay? That the goal in life is not to get attached or to get married. Remember, we said singleness is not a punishment and marriage is not a reward, exactly. Singleness is not a punishment and marriage is not a reward, okay? The goal in your life is not to get married. As followers of Jesus, our goal in life is to glorify our, our Father in heaven, right? The goal is always, it's holiness. Be holy as I am holy, right? Be holy as He is holy. And so, you need to ask yourself, am I dating to find validation, like approval or, you know, like, like I'm trying to prove that I am worthy, I am attractive, I am wanted, right? If you are dating to find validation, I want to tell you that you will not, you will not find that completely in another human being. You will not find all that you want in another human being. And you definitely will not find your identity in another human being. Your validation is found in your creator, the person who breathed you into existence. Right, that is where your validation comes from. So, Lao Jen. I really hope you remember this, okay? Your security and your significance in life does not come from being attached or married. Fulfillment in life does not come from having a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse. It will only come from Jesus Christ. So don't look for someone to complete you or to validate you. Right or, or to give you an identity, you know, a, a spouse, a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend will not complete you. Like that is one of that's one of the things that people like to say, right? You complete me, right? But your boyfriend, your girlfriend will not give you complete security. They will not completely fulfill the emptiness and loneliness that you are feeling. They might be able to do that for a while, for a while, but not completely and not permanently. Right? A boyfriend, a girlfriend will not complete you only a saviour can complete you, right? Only a saviour. And you know, being in a relationship, being in a marriage, it, it will not automatically fix all your issues and your brokenness. In fact, very often the relationship will reveal and expose all your brokenness. So if you're looking for a person to complete you, to validate you, to affirm the importance of your ex- existence, or to kind of prove that you, you, know, you are attractive and wanted... That's actually a lot of expectations to place on another human being, on on a fallen human being. You know, I don't care how good she looks. She's still a fallen human being, right? Only Jesus is able to do that. And we, we sing it all the time, right? All my fountains are in you. All that I've ever wanted, my heart has found in you. See, Jesus is the only one who can give you everything that you need. And if you look for that in another human being, I promise you, you will be sorely disappointed. So, don't look for affection, for, for, for security, for intimacy, for validation, for affirmation um, from a boyfriend or girlfriend instead of from God. Okay? So, very important. It's an issue of identity. Ask yourself, am I dating to find validation? Secondly, am I dating because I'm pressured? Now, I know that many of your friends probably date, right? I have a seven-year-old niece, and uh, she told my daughter that her two of her friends have boyfriends already. And I'm just wondering what a seven-year-old boyfriend looks like. Like, what does he do? Give you his toy? I don't know. Right? But, you know, this is, this is like such a basic principle of life, right? Don't give in to peer pressure. You know, don't do things just because everyone else is do it is doing it, right? Don't have this FOMO just because you can't post, like, couple pics on your Instagram and have people comment like, relationship girls or whatever, I ship or whatever on your, right, on your photos, right? Love, Jen, trust that God has a perfect plan for your life. You know, I believe a lot of it boils down to trust, okay? Trust that God has perfect timing. Ask yourself why you need to be in a hurry to date. You know, it's not like this is a matter of first come, first serve, you know, like grab the first girl, you can see it. Kind of thing, right? Trust that God has a perfect plan that does not require you to quickly grab someone. Like, if not, the deal will expire. Or like, right? It doesn't work like that. Now, if you are scared that the girl that you really like at this point will, you know, if you don't date her now, she'll eventually find someone else. So You've got to chop her now and like, get together now. Well, trust in God's perfect timing. Okay? Trust in God's perfect plan If she is the one that he wants you to marry, he will bring you together in the right time. All right. You know, very often we make mistakes in dating. I really believe this. We often make mistakes because we are impatient. We are impatient. And I tell you something. This always happens, okay? People will come to me, many people have done this. They'll come to me and they'll say, Pastor, you know, I really like this girl or I really like this guy. What should I do? Then I'll say, I think you should pray about it. Pray about it Wait Pray about it Wait Right And the next week Or the next month You'll be like Hey pastor We are together now Alright Alrighty And I want to say that Romance Marriage Sex Boyfriend Girlfriend They are really They are good gifts from God Okay And they're, they're great Right? And, and I always try to tell you that, like, marriage, sex, is, it's great. But we have to submit to God's timing and God's terms to truly enjoy these good and perfect gifts. Okay, trust in His perfect timing. Trust in His perfect plan. So, don't date because you feel pressured because like, oh, everyone, have, everyone else have already, I don't have. Right, remember what I said, be single and secure. You may be single, but you're not alone. Right? Your, your season of singleness is a gift And say no to FOMO All right? So don't date just because you're pressured And because everyone else is doing it okay? Now, third question is this Am I dating towards marriage? Okay? Now, I'm going to assume That most of us here will agree That we should date with a view towards marriage okay? That we, we want to be serious about the relationship you know, it's, it's not just for a fling Right, Because if your intention is just for a casual fling Then I would ask you to seriously consider How that is honouring the God and, and to the other person Right? Like, What's the point of going into a relationship If you already have every intention to break up And I want to say that dating Is not practicing for marriage Okay You know sometimes the, the world's view is that You should gain experience in dating You know like get practice, get experience Be a player, play the game You know like Got a long list of ex-lovers Right, right I used to be a Taylor Swift song, you know. I used to be a Taylor Swift fan, then, uh, then I repented. You know. <laughs> okay, you know, now, obviously, experience always, always teaches us something, right? It's not the end of the world if you break up, right? There's always, there's always redemption in Jesus Christ, right? All of us make mistakes, we do stupid things, okay? But the problem is when we have many, many relationships, when we have multiple relationships, right? The problem with that is at the end of every relationship, we would have learned how to love someone, but that someone wasn't our spouse. We would have prepared ourselves to, to marry our, our ex-girlfriend, or ex-boyfriend, and then we never got married, right? We would have gotten really close emotionally, maybe even physically, and then we walked away. And then we started the whole process again with someone else, right? Now, I'm, hear, me, hear, me, hear me carefully, okay? I'm not saying that, like, if you have had one girlfriend or, or you know, if you have broken up before, like, oh, you're conduct. Like, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if we get into a cycle of multiple relationships with no goal towards marriage, like, not thinking that, that you know, ah, I don't care, just, like, casually get into relationships, it is very destructive. We're not practicing for marriage. Dating is not practicing for marriage. It's not like like C-division marriage or so, you know, then you prepare. It's not a trial run. It is not a test drive. Because relationships involve real people who can get hurt, right? The emotional and the spiritual stakes, they are high. So please don't enter into relationships casually, right? No, 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 break up and break up, right? Don't, Don't do that, okay? If you really want to prepare and practice for marriage, what you should do is to pursue godliness and holiness. Okay, we prepare ourselves for, for deeper, fuller, longer-lasting romance by becoming more and more like Christ. By focusing on, on, on becoming and growing into the godly person and spouse that God eventually wants you to be. Right? You want to prepare for marriage? Let me suggest to you something. You begin by serving others selflessly. Prepare to serve and not to serve, not not to be served. Um, I I have friends who who just got engaged, and and they asked me, like, what what is it about marriage? I said, marriage is all about dying to self. Marriage is all about dying to self for the sake of our spouse, because we've become one, right? If we want to learn how to love our future spouse well one day, we must learn what it means to live for someone other than ourselves right now. Right? if we want to be as happy as humanly possible in marriage, we practice not by dating but by loving others the way God loves us and and actually on a very very practical level right if you really want to prepare for marriage, you know one thing you can do spend time with actual people who are married with godly husbands and wives you know people who are are faithful um, who are happily married uh, and, and and godly husbands and wives right but you don't prep for marriage by Dating, by getting into multiple relationships and gaining dating experiences, right? But, but when we do date, we want to think about marriage, right? Because if not, then, then what's the point um, in dating, right? And now, because we are all good Christian kids, right? Usually when young people start dating, I always ask them, have you thought about marriage? Do you eventually hope to get married? And they always say yes we've thought about marriage even if they're like 15 and they can't get married for the next 10 years right they'll be like yes we've thought about marriage okay and and if i may be very blunt i feel i feel that most of the time when i ask young people are you thinking about marriage i think what they think i'm asking is do you want to be together forever and live happily ever after and of course the answer is yes like of of course right but, but actually, what I'm really asking, right, what I'm really asking is, have you thought about what it really means to be one flesh, to have covenant bond, to have the covenant bond of marriage? Have you thought about what it means for the guy to become the head of the household and the spiritual leader? Have you thought about what it means, if you're a girl, what it means as a wife to submit to your husband? Have you thought about what that means? Have you thought about, let's say, buying and... uh paying off a house together for the rest of your lives? Have you thought about what it means to have a father and mother-in-law? That's what it means. When you're married, you're committing to another family. You're committing to being part of another family. Have you thought about kids? Right? They look adorable, right? But they're sometimes not, (laughs) right? And and very often, when people say that, you know, people say that they are, they are working towards marriage, they are pursuing marriage, but the truth is they aren't even close to marriage in terms of of age, in terms of finances, in terms of maturity, um, education, stage of life, whatever. And, And what you're really pursuing is happiness. You're pursuing significance. You're pursuing attention, intimacy, romance, relationship. And sometimes, if we are really honest, sometimes deep down, we know that the relationship may not be right. It may not be what God wants. Or maybe we know that we're moving too fast, physically, emotionally, whatever. And then we just say, well, we're working towards marriage as a justification to ease our conscience. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm just going to be very blunt today. All right? Sometimes I feel that that is what we tell ourselves to make ourselves too better. Now, if you are serious about dating towards marriage, I want to give you two pieces of advice, okay? Now, to prepare for this sermon, um, and actually this whole series, right, I've read like so many um, articles on Christian dating, like, you know, desiringgod.org, I've read it all, okay? <laughs> and um, this is, this, I, I feel that these, uh, these are two, two things that I felt um, are really helpful, okay? First is this. If you're serious about dating towards marriage, number one, wait to date until you can marry. Okay? Now, people, like young people, parents as well, they, they like to ask me, what is the appropriate age to date? Okay? And just now, some of you answered 45. Five, right? The whole range, right? Or uh, when you're ready, right? Now, I think, now, there's, there's no right answer. Okay? I think the answer greatly depends on why you want to date. Okay? If you, if you are dating for fun, then any age is fine. Right? Five is fine. Just have fun, now. Ah. Just have fun together. Okay? If you are dating to get practice and to get experience, then you will want to date as early as possible. Right? Get all the practice. Like, date as many people as you can. Right? But if we are dating in order to marry, then we need to be ready to marry when we begin dating. Right? We need to be at least almost ready to get married. Now, I like to tell people about this, okay? If you think about it, right? Dating is a very awkward stage, okay? I know for some of you, you're like, ah, oh, no, dating is great, right? But actually, dating is a very awkward stage because you are committed to each other in an exclusive relationship, and yet, you are not fully committed because you're not married, right? So, how committed should you be? How close should you be? right because you are committed but you're not fully committed right you are not just friends but you are not husband and wife yet right so so what does it mean how close can you get such that you are working towards marriage but you're also respecting boundaries because you're not yet married like what does all that mean it's very confusing i, I don't have all, uh, i don't have all the answers right it's it's a very awkward stage like do you do you, like you know when your boyfriend's family takes takes a family photo do you join in Last time when I take photo with John's family, i always like, I'm just like, what if we break up? What if we break up? Like, I'm, I'm serious. It's like brother got married and I'm like, hey, everybody take together. I'm just like, oh my gosh, what if we break up? And this photo a photo like on his wall for the rest of eternity, right? It's so awkward, right? Well, you know, thank God we didn't, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a very awkward stage, right? Which is why I would say that you don't want to date for like six or seven years. It's a very long time to remain in that awkward stage, right? And, and not to mention the sexual temptation involved, okay? I just want to be very real with you here because this is something that John and I really struggled with. It's very hard when you have dated for like four years to just remain at holding hands. Come on, let's be real, okay? You get very close to each other. Four years of dating, right? We dated for five years, okay, before we got married. It's very hard to remain at that stage. Oh, I just hold his hand. That's all we do. So my advice, my advice really, is to wait to date until you're ready to get married, maybe in the next one or two years. Not the next like six or eight or ten years, which is where many of you are at right now. We cannot say we are dating towards marriage when marriage is not even on the radar yet. Okay, it's not even close. You may be dreaming about marriage already, but is it realistic? that you two can marry anytime soon. You know, I have, I have two friends. Um, they, they were leaders in, in, a, in, a, in a mega church. And the rule there for leaders, for leaders, okay, is that they were not, they're only allowed to date when both of them were working. Right? So my friend, she was in NIU with me. Uh, and like, her husband was, uh, her, her boyfriend was still studying. And their leader said, no, you're not allowed to date until you're both working. Right? The principle is you wait to date until you're ready to get married. Because okay? You don't want to stay in that awkward stage for so long. You don't want to have to keep fighting. You know, it's very hard to fight the sexual temptation for like four years, five years. It's very hard. Okay? I'm just telling you from, from experience. Okay. That's the first uh, principle okay, that I think you say we, you say, we say we, we want to work towards marriage. Okay? Then wait to date until you can marry. Secondly, Postpone intimacy and pursue clarity okay I thought this this is this from desiring God okay this you'll see it all over um, let me explain this okay if we're honest right many times when we date what we're looking for is simply intimacy we're looking for intimacy because we want to feel valued we want to feel happy you know we and and, and we, we imagine that those needs are met um, in the intimacy of being with a special girl or a special guy who's exclusive and uh, attached to us, right? And, and we, want to be, we want to be known deeply, right? We want to be loved deeply. And we want someone who's exclusively involved or like kind of pledged to us and someone who's exclusively invested in us. And, and of course, it's nice. It's nice to feel wanted. It's nice to feel pursued. Right? All that feels good, and, and I completely understand that. And I want to tell you that those desires are not wrong. They are normal, and they are natural. But those desires need to be channeled in the right way and at the right time. Okay? If we try and get that intimacy in the wrong way, right? if we like get very physically close or very emotionally dependent on, on, on your boyfriend or girlfriend, someone you're, you're not married to, then then that is the wrong way, right? Or if we expect the wrong things out of that intimacy, right? If we expect our boyfriend or girlfriend to give us our identity or to validate us, make us complete, whatever, then it becomes dangerous, okay? There's nothing wrong with intimacy. Intimacy is great, but we need to pursue it in the right way and at the right time, okay? If we don't do that, we, we risk getting hurt, right? Because we've talked about how the context of marriage is where its safest to be completely intimate and vulnerable and one, right? That's where sex comes in. That's why sex is only for marriage. Physically, emotionally, spiritually, we are one. We are completely vulnerable vulnerable with each other. We can be completely intimate with each other. But outside the bounds of marriage, intimacy can be dangerous because of the possibilities of being abandoned, uh, betrayed, right? rejected, crushed, whatever, you break up and... and, and that's why it. That's why a breakup can be so painful because you've been intimate, but now it's taken away, right? And and this is the principle that I read uh, from the Desiring God website that I felt that I felt was really helpful. Okay. So they say that the great prize in marriage is Christ-centered intimacy, right? When you get married, you get that that beautiful intimacy, but the great prize in dating is Christ-centered clarity that you are clear that this is the person you want to marry. So if you are dating towards marriage, right, the main objective of your season of dating is to help you find clarity that this is the person God wants you to marry. The main objective in dating is not intimacy. Okay, it is not intimacy because intimacy is only safest in the context of marriage. But when we have clarity, then it will lead to the right kind of intimacy. Not the other way around. It is not intimacy that leads to clarity, but clarity that leads to the the right kind of intimacy. Do you follow? Do you follow? Clarity leads to intimacy, not the other way around. Right? In fact, if we get too intimate, we get too close to our boyfriend or girlfriend, it mars our clarity. It affects our clarity. Right? Dating is not marriage Okay, just to put it out there Even if you're engaged You're not yet married You're only married When you're married Profound, right? You're only married When you're married Right, when you've made The covenant Okay Because the great goal And price of Christ-centered Dating is clarity Rather than intimacy Therefore, when we date We should postpone intimacy And pursue clarity Okay Do you understand this? Here's the key, key concept, okay? Main objective in dating is to find out, is this the guy, the girl I'm going to marry, okay? Dating is not practice for getting married. Dating is for clarity. Dating is, is, is for discernment. Is this the person I want to marry? Am I increasingly confident as we date that this is someone I can marry in the Lord? And which is why I, I, I say, you don't need seven years to find that clarity. You know, you don't need such a long time to get that clarity. Which is why I would say, don't start dating so early. Wait to date until you can marry, right? And then, when you date, pursue clarity in dating. You see, when we are pursuing intimacy in a relationship, then we will, we will always ask questions like, how far is too far? How far can we go physically, right? How late can we hang out together? Can we kiss? Can, can we hug? In what way? You know, like Can we be in a room alone together? Right? We will ask these kind of questions if intimacy is, is, is the main objective. Now, there's nothing wrong with those questions, okay? But if you are pursuing clarity before intimacy, then those will not be the, the, the first and main questions you ask. Instead, I would suggest you ask things like this I'll send it to you, okay? okay I'll send it to you guys, <laughs> okay? Ask things like this. Okay? Does he love Jesus more than he loves me? Very important. Does he love Jesus more than he loves me? Is his or her faith strong? Is his faith mature? Do I see this person showing self-control or does he you know, compromise to get what he wants? Right? Is this person willing to lovingly tell me when I'm wrong? Is he willing to call out my mistakes? Okay? Or if you're dating, how much have you each grown in your relationship with Jesus since you started dating? Is it helping you grow? Are you both committed to abstaining from any form of sexual immorality? Do you both agree that Christians should, not, should, should have not even a hint of sexual immorality? Right? Are you both driven by your own desires, ambitions, goals in life? Or are you driven by God's desires for you? Okay, and and this, is one, this is one question why it doesn't make sense to date someone who doesn't love Jesus. Right? In what ways is your relationship different from non-Christian relationships? Right? Has this person matured enough to give me an idea of what they might be like as a husband or a wife for the next 50 years? Right? Now, obviously, obviously, people change. You know? you, I, I did not expect my husband to be such a good father when I met him when I was like we were both in our 20s, right? But, but I saw enough in his character to show me that he will be a good husband. Right, or he will be a good man. Okay? And will, will this person be someone who can provide and care for your family? It's not really an age thing. You know, If you're 35 and you've never had a job, I'm not sure. Are you ready to date? I'm not sure. So when you start dating, right? pursue clarity. Okay. Date with godly intentions and purposes and postpone the intimacy. Intimacy is not the main thing. Pursue the clarity. The main objective in dating is to find out, is this the guy God wants me to marry? Or the girl? Okay? Okay, fourth question. Am I dating in submission to God? Okay? Now, again, I'm just being very real here, okay? I think people usually know if and when their relationship is not glorifying to God, okay? I don't usually know if it's just based on your own desires rather than, than, than what God desires. But we always find ways to justify, okay? That, that is the, that, that's how human nature, I was just reading Genesis chapter 3 this morning. Exactly the same. That's how the fall came, we justify, oh, did God really say that? Nah, you won't, you know, you won't die. And, you know, it's just like if I eat the fruit, I'll be wise. I'm actually, I'm actually doing it for, for the good of every right? We justify. We try to find loopholes. Um, you know, we, we look for things. Is it really a sin? Is it technically wrong, right? I mean, I know it's not ideal, but is it is it technically wrong? The Bible, is, right? We say this, I know because I've been there, okay? I've been there many times. And we justify and, and, and we try to convince ourselves that it's not technically, you know, like, approaching the line, we actually haven't crossed it, and, and we're like that. Or, we know it's wrong, right? But we just like, yeah, uh, God, she's so hot, la. you know, I just I just like him so much. Like, right? And we, we just like, we just, we just disobey, right? Or, or we say like, or, or we date, like, we date for potential. We say like, okay, you know, he's not really spiritually mature now, but, but, uh, you know, I, I think at some point he will start going to church and, you know, he can grow. And, well, if that's the case, date him then, not now. Right? Don't date for potential. Okay? I mean, I mean, yeah, I know everybody changes. Everybody grows. Okay? But if at this point a person is not even loving Jesus and following Jesus, I'm it, it's straightforward. Okay? Just call a spade a spade. It's straightforward. Sometimes it's really simple for an outsider works for someone who's not involved, right? Because... You know, when you're in love, you, you don't think straight sometimes, right? You're blinded, right? Love is blind, right? And, and sometimes it's actually really, it's really straightforward, okay? If the person doesn't love Jesus, why are you with him or her? It's a very straightforward thing. But somehow, somehow we justify and be, and you know, oh you know, well, actually, you know, we're, right? When actually, it's really straightforward, right? Now, I like to call it the boys, right? But today, I want to talk to the girls, okay? Girls, I want to say something, all right? The best way for a boyfriend to love you is to love Jesus. The best way for a boyfriend to love you is to love Jesus. If you want your boyfriend to become a future husband who loves like Christ, he needs to love Jesus now. Not like later, perhaps, in the future. And if he doesn't, then please consider why you're with him. If he doesn't love Jesus now, he will not love you like Jesus does. All right? think about that. And I know it sounds very basic, right? But I want to urge you that when you think about dating, would you just really pray and seek God about it and tell him, not my will, but yours. Okay, pray continually. Walk close to him so that you know what he wants you to do. And don't let what you want outweigh what God wants, right? If we call Jesus our Lord, then let him be Lord. Okay, ask God, should I date this person? Should I date this person now? Seek God about it, okay? You know, um, Matthew 6, says, seek first His kingdom and all His righteousness and then all these things will be given to you as well. Right? Now, I'm not saying that if you seek God, He will give you a boyfriend and girlfriend, okay? But it's saying, seek God first, seek His kingdom first, seek His righteousness, His holiness first, and then He will satisfy all the desires of your heart. According to His perfect plan, his perfect timing. But the key thing is that we've got to seek Him first, above all else. Above all else, look to Jesus. You know, I read, I read again in one of those articles, it says the first rule in dating is the first rule in all of our lives, which is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It is the greatest commandment. Okay? The first rule in dating is the greatest commandment. You cannot truly love anyone else if you do not love God first, if you do not love God the most. And no one will truly love you if they do not first love God more than they love you. Right? So if you want to date, you want to prepare to date, above all else, look to Jesus and love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Right? Look to Jesus. Do we love him more than anything? Will we obey Him uh, no matter what it costs us? Right? Are we willing to set aside everything for His sake? Will we trust Him even when we want something else for ourselves? Right? Will you allow Him to, to rule and reign in your life? You know, every decision, every relationship, every thought must be surrendered to Jesus because we say that we are His followers and he's our Lord. We want to love Him with all our heart, soul, mind and strength. Okay, so before you entrust your heart to someone else, resolve to love Jesus with all your heart. Right? Before you let yourself, your mind daydream about potential futures with your boyfriend and girlfriend, resolve to love Jesus with all your mind. Right? Before you think about knitting your soul with someone else, resolve to love Jesus with all your soul. And before you put all your effort and energy and time into your dating relationship, resolve to first love God with all your strength first. Resolve to love Him more then you love, love. And as you give your heart, first and foremost to Christ, make sure that your boyfriend or your girlfriend does the same. That he or she also seeks to love God with all his heart, soul, mind and strength. Right? You know, your, 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 your boyfriend or girlfriend's faith in God is not just like a check in the box. Like, okay, he's Christian, like anything goes, right? right? At the core of it, is he or she a serious follower of Jesus whose life goal is to love him and please him and glorify Him. Okay? I want to show you a verse. This is the verse that uh, my husband and I chose for our wedding service 11 years ago. It says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord builds our relationships, we date in vain. Unless the Lord watches over your dating relationship, you know, you, you, you risk and you worry and, and you date in vain because your Creator and your good, good father knows you best and knows what's best for you. Okay, he knows you best. You know, in Exodus 33, Moses tells God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. And I want to I challenge you today, would you be like Moses and refuse to date anyone or get into any relationship unless God goes with you? God, if you do not go with me into this relationship, no point. I'm going to date in vain. And this is very hard when there is uncontrollable passion within you, right? Or when there is like anxiety or confusion or when your emotions cloud your mind and your your heart. But when all these things happen, would you run to God first? Would you run to the Father? No one can help you and guide you and lead you like He will, right? So at this point, if you're not dating, you know, the best way to know what God is doing, what He wants... And, and how he is directing you in terms of your relationships, your dating, the best way is to just stay close to him. Walk close to God. Read your Bible, pray every day, right? The greater the intimacy you have with God, the greater clarity you will have about who and, and when and how he wants you to date. Okay? So seek God, obey God, love God. I want to challenge you. Would you approach your dating in this way? in submission to our Lord and our King, okay? Final question. Am I dating in community, okay? You know, I said dating is not in the Bible, right? In the Bible, it's all arranged marriages, right? By the parents or the families. Uh, uh, you know, Abraham sends his servant to find a wife or a son, the kind of thing, right? But dating today is very different, right? I, I think that dating relationships um, today they are generally separated from the family, right? I I think very few of us, your parents tell you who to date or like find a date for you, right? Dating is much more individualistic, right? It's about who I like, uh, you know, it's about being happy together, having fun and, and all that. Now, obviously, I'm not advocating arranged marriages, but I think that it is important to date in community. I don't know, do you all have friends who like, once they get attached, they just disappear. Have, have you had friends like that that like just never see them anymore, right? Like dating can sometimes isolate us from others in our lives. And as believers, dating can isolate us from other Christians in our lives. Okay, the closer we get to, uh, the closer we become with, with our boyfriend or girlfriend, then the more removed we are from other important relationships because we spend so much time with our boyfriend or girlfriend, Right? And I want to tell you that that actually isolates us from community and Satan loves that. You know, if you think about battle, right? This is a great strategy. In a battle, the enemy always seeks to, I'm not to call it divide and conquer, right? Because there's strength in numbers. If someone is isolated, you can kill him first. Take him out more easily, right? So I want to encourage you, date in community. Spend time together as a couple with friends, but also spend time individually, separately, with friends, right? Because being in a community also keeps you accountable and helps you. It helps you in your relationships, And, and also consider, you know, if your friends, if everybody around you are friends, they're all raising flags about your relationship, then I would, I would ask you to pay attention and consider, right? Because, you know, sometimes love is blind, right? I'm not saying that our friends are always right, right? But sometimes they can help us point out our blind spots, right? So, especially when you date, find people who will hold you accountable when you date. People who are willing to press in and ask the hard questions and offer wise counsel even when you don't want to hear it. People who will, say, who will actually say to you, hey, you know what, I think you're spending too much time with your girlfriend. Or like, um, people who will ask you tough questions like, I think your relationship looks a bit unhealthy. Or like, I, I think maybe you are kind of getting very close, getting too close uh, emotionally or physically, right? Find people who are not afraid to ask these questions, for example, about your sexual purity because they want to protect you. They love you enough to protect you. Find people who will remind you that your identity is not based on your relationship, okay? Find people who will relentlessly point you to Jesus Christ even when they know it might offend you or upset you. People who truly love us and, and know us and who want what's, they want what's best for us, even when it's not what we want in that moment. Right? You know, accountability, and I've talked about this in, in, as we talk about sexual purity, right? as we talk about singleness even. Accountability is to have someone who cares enough to keep us from making mistakes or indulging in sin. Find those friends. Don't date in isolation. Right? Only people who love Christ more than they love you will have the courage to tell you that you're wrong. Sometimes. You're wrong about person, you're wrong about the timing, you're wrong about whatever, right? Only, only these people will be willing to say something that is hard, even when you're so happily like, infatuated. And that is really what church is for, okay? That is what cell group is for, right? We want to be a community of brothers and sisters in Christ who know, who recognize that all of us, we are sinners saved by grace, and sinners who are never confronted or frustrated by inconvenient truths of God, are sinners who drift further away from God, not towards Him. If we're all sinners, but if we are never confronted with what we're doing, we drift away. We don't drift towards God. And so, my friends, if your CGL, or your pastor, or your parent confronts you and speaks to you about your dating relationship, I hope you understand that we, we do it for the sake of love. We do it for the sake of protection. Even if it's not what you want to hear In that moment Okay, even if you, you disagree Okay, so Let's wrap up, these are the five questions Okay, oh sorry, four. Four, five. Oh right, I missed out, the, missed out the most important one No, okay, they're all important, okay um, Am I dating to find validation? Am I dating because I, I feel pressure? Am I dating towards marriage? Am I dating in submission to God? Am I dating in community, okay? Now, I, I, want, I want to say something as we close, okay? Um, I know very well, okay, I, I've been in ministry for many years. I know very well sometimes it sounds like, ah, yeah, these pastors, these leaders, you know, these, these old people, we always talk about like, guard your heart, guard against evil, fight temptation, cannot do this, don't do that, everything else I cannot. But, but I hope that you will think about things in this way, Okay? That all this guarding and like boundaries, limits, self-control, like, you know, patience and all that kind of thing. It is really fighting for something and not fighting against something, right? Sometimes Satan likes to lie to us that the Christian life or like Christian dating is all about withholding. Cannot do this, cannot do that, sacrifice, and, and, and and we don't gain anything. And that is simply not true. It's not true because real love, fulfillment, satisfaction, and joy is found in Christ and in Christ-centered relationships. And that is why we say guard your heart. That is why we say exercise patience, exercise self-control, have boundaries, you know, wait, Because these things, they don't kill love. They build and strengthen the kind of love that we are really longing for. The kind of love that you are really after. Okay, all these boundaries and, and like advice that we are giving you and all that, they don't kill love. They help you to build and foster that kind of love. Guarding our hearts and respecting godly boundaries in our dating relationships help us to love God and love others better. Those are the two greatest commandments, right? And so Lao I urge you, okay, would you, would you hear this? Hear this positively, right? Date for something far more satisfying than physical and emotional intimacy temporarily. Date for a deeper purpose. You okay, know, because everyone else is doing it or just you really like the girl or whatever. Not because it's fun or, or you know, because like she's so cute or like he's so, so hot or whatever. Although that would be great, right? Right? <laughs> Date in a way that honors and pleases Jesus. Okay, Date for God. Date for His glory. Date to love Him more and to serve Him more. And above all else, guard your heart. Right? Above all else, look to Jesus when you think about dating. I don't know if you disagree. You can always come and talk to me. <laughs> we can have a nice conversation. But uh, with that, we conclude our sex and relationship series. And... And I, thank you, thank you. It was not easy to preach fast summons, okay? Um, I, I hope it has been helpful, okay? I hope it has been helpful. If, if you want to talk about anything further, um, you disagree, you have questions, you're, I'll be happy to talk to you. Um, or, or you can talk to your CGLs, okay? Um, but yeah, let's, let should we all stand for a little while? And uh, can we get a keyboardist? <laughs> Now, I want to say this, okay? Um, I know that a lot has been said today and over the past five weeks, alright? And, and I want to ask you, would you just take some time now to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you? Okay, I know we're all at different stages. We've all been through different things. We all have different things. We are, we're thinking about different uh, circumstances. But would you now just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to convict you of what He needs to convict you? Okay, in your own situation, just ask the Spirit to speak to you personally. Ask God to speak to you personally, um, particularly in this area of dating. I know some of you here maybe you're you're very young, and you're just like, ah, all this sex and dating stuff. And like, well, I don't even care, right? Uh, but I promise you, you'll care soon enough. Um, but if you've never really thought about it, I think now's a great time to start thinking about it. Think about what God says, what God wants. And when you are not involved yet, now is the time to resolve, to always look to Jesus above all else, right? In matters of dating, relationships, sexuality. Now some of you here, maybe you have struggles in these areas. Maybe you have struggles in terms, in in areas of sexuality, or maybe in relationships, right? Maybe some of you struggle with loneliness. Really want someone? Maybe some of you 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 struggle with heartbreak, a, a breakup, past relationships, a relationship that that didn't work out, mistakes that you made, maybe stuff that you regret doing. I want to say that whatever it is, God's redeeming grace is sufficient for you. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life as well. Hey. I'm not ashamed to share them but I just don't want to I don't, I, I don't want to share them and then have people say like oh if, if like that can also then can <laughs> but we can have private conversations alright but God is a redeeming God I can tell you very honestly John and I we didn't start off in the best way we didn't start off in the best way we didn't start off in a way that was honoring to God but he redeemed it he turned the situation around and I can tell you it, we, it, it's great marriage is great I love it I think I think right now we are at a point where we can honestly say that as a couple we do seek to honor God. We love each other as, as Christ has asked us to. God can redeem situations, He can turn things around. Whatever it is, He redeems our failures, right? Sometimes we fail, but the cross prevails. And God heals the ache in your heart. Okay, whatever it is, some of you you are broken, you are upset about certain relationships. God heals ache in your heart And God fulfills your deepest longings and desires And God is enough He's enough for you I believe many of you here or most of you here You would have thought about dating Perhaps some of you are already dating I want to challenge you To really surrender this area to the Lord but Above all else in your, you know, people like to call it your your love life, right? That you will look to Jesus and seek His will, not yours. That you would honor His desires and not yours. I know it's difficult. It's very difficult, especially when you're involved, where there's a person involved. But would you seek to love Him more, please Him more, and glorify Him more, no matter what? Would you surrender, submit this area to Him? I, it's normal, we have emotions, we have feelings, we have attraction, we, we, we like people when we struggle, you know, it's, it's normal. But would you surrender and submit this area to the Lord? Just going to give you one minute to spend some time with God personally, whatever it is, in your own situation, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you Let's close. God, we thank you that you are our Creator, the God you are the one who who beautifully design gifts such as love and romance and marriage and relationships and sex for us to enjoy. We thank you that you are a God of of good gifts. You are a God who who, who wants to give us good things. You know, you're not like some boring party pooper or whatever. God, you you want us to enjoy life, to enjoy relationships, and we thank you for that. And so, God, because these are good gifts, we pray that you give us the resolve and the obedience to enjoy them in the way you want us to. God, would you allow us to surrender this area of our lives to you? Our relationships, our sexuality, our, our, our dating, our future spouse, Would you allow us to surrender them to you? God, we say, Holy Spirit, have your way. Regardless of what we feel, regardless of our desires, regardless of what the world says or what everyone else around us is doing, God, we surrender this area of our lives to you. We say, have your way. We say, we seek to honor you. We ask that God, with the goal of our lives, to know you more to love you more to seek you more to please you more and to glorify you in every way that above all else we would look to you Jesus you are our exceedingly great reward you are our treasure you are our Lord you are our joy our hope our security and our life so God we look to you Father I pray for everyone in this room I pray for my young people God would you protect them would you guard their hearts And which you bless them in their relationships. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.